We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast, powered by The Athletic. Shout out to the company. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host, Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the Tweet Machine. You guys know where to follow me at on there. So I will just shout out our YouTube channel. Shout out to everyone who subscribes to Seahawks Man to Man. That's the number two on YouTube. Chris, talk to him. What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at CKIDD206. And that's CKID206. We are joining you during this off-season break in action with a special guest joining us on the pod, uh, the second Seahawks coach uh, to join us on the pod. We have Amanda Ruler, who is the assistant running backs coach uh, for the Seahawks. Amanda, what's going on? Oh, not too much. Uh, thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. This is awesome. I'm so excited. And uh, we talked a little bit about this before you recorded. You are second coach You're following Clint Hurt, who spoke with us last summer. At the time, he was the defensive uh, line coach. He has since been promoted. And that Clint show has been tweeted to me and Chris as some of our listeners' favorite show. And we've been doing this for six years. So no pressure. No pressure. He's an amazing person altogether. And I can't believe I get to follow him. But I will try my best. He's a great guy. I have to say that. So shout out to him. Yeah, shout, shout, shout out, out to Clint. Coach. Clint, if you want to come back on that, you got the promotion. Holla at me. We need yeah. you back yeah, on. Knows, he, knows, he knows how to get a hold of me if he wants to do that. Um, but we'll, we'll focus on you, uh, Amanda. You are one of three coaches working with the Seahawks this summer as part of the Bill Walsh Diversity Coaching Fellowship. Again, you are uh, working with the running backs. Uh, shout out to the homie Chad Morton, uh, the running backs coach uh, with the Seahawks. Um, and uh, I have a story on, on you actually dropping. By the time this comes out, it'll be out. They should both come out Thursday the 14th. Um, and when we spoke a few weeks ago for that story, you're walking to VMAC, and you hadn't really had a chance to like sit back and think like, wow, I coach for the Seahawks, and kind of just like really take that in. So let's do it now. Um, you know, how, how does that feel to be coaching with the Seattle Seahawks? Oh, my goodness. It's, it's kind of a surreal experience. I I've always dreamed of being within the NFL and I never thought it would escalate this quickly, but my determination and my push has got me here. And now we have a little bit of a break. So I did get to sit back and just sit at the facility and just take it all in. Cause when I was there for OTAs and mini camp, it was just go, go, go. So it was just minute to minute. Like I was, I was very busy. Now I've taken a second to be like, Oh my goodness, where am I today? What do I get to do? I'm just so grateful. And I'm so happy and, and that I get to live out my passion and, and my dream, even for just the Bill Walsh Diversity and Coaching Fellowship. That is amazing that they're giving opportunities to people like myself, which they haven't maybe seen ever before. And now I get to come in there and prove my worth and work very hard and hopefully make some connections. I would ask you, what has it been like being in this experience? Like what is, you said it's been just, so what I said, just tell me, what has it been like? working with the Seahawks? I think when I first came in, the culture hit me right away. And I'm a big fan of getting to know everybody. So I asked everybody within the organization, from coaches to players to people in football ops, like, what is your favorite thing about working here? And they said the culture. As soon as you step within the building, 
they are friendly, they're nice, they're energetic. And that's exactly who I am. And I think throughout sports, I've always been very outgoing and, and larger than life. And in mm. a lot of ways, I never felt like I fit in truly just because I was an athlete. And sometimes when I was coaching on some coaching um, opportunities, I, I was a little like boisterous and like energetic and always all over the place. I feel like I fit in. I feel like for once I've been so welcomed and I feel like their culture is so part of me that I am so grateful that I get to be part of it. And this is a team that I fit with very well. Um, even coaching within the CFL with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, we were considered the 13th man team. And now I'm with the 12th man team. <laughs> so it's just like, it's so cool that it kind of happened back to back and and two very similar teams that were, were part of the community, were very culture-based, were very energetic, and that's exactly who I am. So for just the whole time, even just being there within the building, everybody says hello, everybody's welcoming. And not for one minute did I think that I didn't belong there. Mm, that's dope. What do you hope to gain from this experience with the Seahawks? Uh, just, just become a better coach. I think throughout my life, when I was an athlete, I used to put into place like, this is my goal. I want to run this certain time in track and field during my sprints, or I wanted to lift this certain amount of weight when I competed in weightlifting. But I've kind of changed my goals and focused more on the journey. So one of my goals is just to be a better coach overall. And I was like, how do I achieve that? So I set more habits. So I did more habit stacking to try to become a better coach. Like my goal is to work within the NFL. Um, as a positional coach or even higher, maybe an OC one day. But you know what? If I create those habits right here, right now that are going to help me just to be a better coach every single day, that's what I hope to achieve here. So I'm talking to every single person on the coaching staff, learning from them, saying, how are you a great coach? How did you go about your journey? And, and is there any advice that you can give me along the way? Because sometimes it is about who knows you. And the more connections I can build, and if they go off into different areas, they can say, I knew Amanda, mm. I might, I might bring her in. That's powerful. You mentioned talking with coaches, getting their perspective, and you've been around experienced coaches, whether it's with McMaster or the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and now the Seahawks. So how has, if anything, picked up from your coaching style and what you plan on doing? Yeah. So as an athlete, I've worked with, I, I've been coached by tons of people and I kind of adopted the best coaches and the worst coaches because the worst coaches that coached me did teach me something. Mm -hmm. That's not how I want to be coached. So my coaching style, I'm very um, individual when it comes to athletes. I try to figure out like, what are their personal needs going forward and how can I best help them? Even with all the running backs I have with the Seahawks, I got to know them each personally, like, what do you need? What is your coaching style? What do you need from me? And sometimes a lot of coaches don't ask that. And I found that the coaches here really do that. And I was really appreciative of that. And I said, perfect, this is where I belong because they all coach just like me, get to know the athletes. What is the language I can use to help you get better? And how can we create and foster a winning environment? Because it's all about competition there and, and getting better. And that's what I'm about. And that's what I was about as an athlete. And I'm trying to foster these new athletes and for them to get better. And that's what I'm all about. Has Pete thrown the UNA competitions, shooting hoops, kicking field goals? What's he had oh, to do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not kicking field goals yet, but literally like the first day I was there in the staff, like the whole meeting, like one of the team meetings. It was kind of nerve wracking because they were like, hey, we have like a new coach coming in. I was like, oh, no, it's your, heart, yeah, your heart's already racing because it is quite a big deal for me to even just be in the building. But he put me on the spot. He's just like, Coach Ruler is going to come up and like shoot some hoops for 30 seconds. You get 30 seconds to shoot as many baskets as you can. And then Travis Homer <laughs> was up next. So I was against him. And they played the Space Jam theme music, which I'm a personal fan of Space Jam because growing up, that was my literal jam, like good, great movie. <laughs> and I got a couple, I think I got like two or two or three baskets and I beat Travis, which was Oh, there cool. we go. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone was like, oh my God. Um, and I felt so cool. Um, the He made me feel comfortable. Like after that moment, like I just kind of like put it all out there my nerves just like ended and I felt so comfortable being in front of everybody because as a coach, like you have to be in front of people, you're going to do speeches, you're going to be talking. 
And that just calmed my nerves. And I just felt like, okay, this, this is awesome. Cause their level of compete, like they want everyone to compete and feel welcome. I thought that that was amazing. Cause someone that loves sports and isn't sports, that's a great way to foster um, a good culture there. And I, I love to be welcomed that way. Yeah, that's dope. Pizza type of guy to have a rock, paper, scissors competition go viral. You know, <laughs> yeah, so. whatever, Always what, compete. Yeah, whatever, whatever <laughs> it is, like he can he can make it, he can make it happen, make a competition um out of it. Your athletic background is not limited to football. I mean, you ran track in college, uh, University of Regina, played soccer there, uh, you were so damn fast. We ended up with the bobsled team. Uh, the skeleton team, uh, Chris, you know who skeleton is? Yeah. So you, you Googled it? No, I, I watched her presser and she talked about it. And when she said it, I'm like, wait a second, the one where you're, I was like, no way. Head first. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way I would ever do such a thing. So I salute you for even going out there and doing that. Cause that looks scary. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got, you've got weightlifting on, on your resume, record setting, uh, yeah. weightlifter as well. You play football in the legends football league, team Canada, uh, win a silver medal in the IFAF world championships. Yeah. Uh, like you got a lot. You got a lot going on. Certified physiologists, you know, strength and conditioning specialists. Let me see if I can remember everything off the top of my head. Bachelor's in kinesiology. Got that right as well? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got a little bit of everything. Yeah. No. So how is all that, all the stuff that you have on and off the field, all these other sports you played, your football experience, how has that shaped the type of coach you are and how you see the game? Yeah, that, that made me exactly who I am. And the amount of coaches I've had throughout all those different sports – I've had a variety of things to see and learn from. So it's basically, I almost took a master's in sports because I've been in every single sport. And some might say like, oh, well, you you did everything and it didn't stick. I mean, I tried everything and sometimes it didn't work out, but at least I tried. And I, and I tried everything to my fullest and I tried to make the Olympic team and I tried this and that and tried to make national team. And I tried so hard in weightlifting. I broke some records within my province. Um, and made it to nationals, it's been an amazing journey. And throughout that, I wouldn't have changed anything. I tried my my hardest at everything. I'm only five feet tall. And that that was kind of sometimes um, the hindrance with track and field because my stride's not long enough. But I still tried in everything. And that shaped who I am because I am so used to failure. <laughs> I don't mind if I like um, submit my resume a thousand times to the NFL, or I went to the NFL combine this year and I approached people like GMs, coaches, anybody I could. And I didn't even ask for anything. I just kind of put it in their hands and said, I'm a coach. And like, I am aspired to be something just like yourself or work within the organization. I think being in all these sports, let me put myself out there and not be afraid of failure because that's the number one thing people are afraid of is moving to a new country moving to a new spot, finding new friends, uh, trying a new sport, because it's so scary. You have to jump out of your comfort zone. And I am not afraid of that. I will do that 10 times over and over and over and over again. And even going from CFL to NFL, you're out of your comfort zone. That is a huge beast to be taking on. And you have to put yourself out there within um, the organization and social media. Um, I was, I think I was there three weeks before somebody had interviewed me. And then once it, it had gone that way. I was just like, here I am again, taking on another beast within social media. Everyone's eyes are on me, but I am okay with it. I am okay with rejection. I'm okay with that side of it because my passion trumps everything else that might come with it. Along those lines, you told what I thought was an, a, just a fascinating story when you spoke to us in the media after practice, I want to say like June 14th or something. You mentioned trying out for Team Canada and not making the team initially kept going and then just kept showing up uh like what, what was that like you know i feel like that's something most people don't do when they get cut they just don't stop yeah back. i'm, I'm doing the exact opposite <laughs> and ended up making the team and helping them win a silver medal yeah i just i that's the way i've al always always been and because i just they saw how fast i was but they were like can you adjust to the canadian uh team because i was playing in america and they didn't think like nobody had seen me before. And when I tried out, I tried out on my own. Like I came and I just showed up. No one had known who I was. And that was the tough part is just keep showing up and keep coming back when people say you're not good enough. And that's totally fine by me because I know my worth and I know what I can bring to the table. And I'm a type of person that likes athletes that try very hard and show up day in and day out. And that proves to me you want to get better. And that's the type of athlete I was. I just showed up. I mm. made them look at me again. I worked my way up to a, to a starting spot. 
And to me, I'm an earn it type of person. So when I felt like I earned it, I felt better about me being on the team um, instead of just giving anything. I hate being given anything. How fulfilling was it when you made it and you were able to help this team and they're like, damn, okay, she really is about it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great feeling. And it's something I've always been kind of reserved type of person. Like I try not to celebrate my wins too much because I think growing up, I was in a lot of high level sports. So I was very critical on myself. But sometimes you have to step back and say like, wow, I did a lot of cool things and I pushed and a lot of, not a lot of people can say that. So it did feel very good to be within that team. And that's why I'm very proud to like say I competed for Team Canada on a, on a high level, like the, for the world's team. And that I'm very proud to say. Just throwing out there, the gold medal that year went to the U.S., uh, I want to say. just They you know. did. I was trying not to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, very, I'm going to get that in there. Yeah, yeah, they're a very good football team. So um, they're playing actually this year um, right away. Unfor well, fortunately, I'm with the NFL, so I can't be on Team Canada this year. <laughs> uh, you know, you told another fascinating story uh, when you spoke to us in June about uh, being at Rough Rider games with your family and asking, like, yo, can – CFL, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, like, yo, can the, the women play you know, football with the boys? You told uh, spoke about your father being like, yeah, you can do anything the boys can do. Um, and that's a very optimistic view of it, as you learn, is not that simple. Um, but it really showed that you you had a passion for the game for a while. So of all those sports that you've done, you know, soccer, track, you know, powerlifting, I think even I read you got a WWE tryout. Um, like, you're, you're everywhere with it. But why is football, of all those, the one you feel uh, so passionate about? Oh man, it's, I think it's to me kind of like poetry in motion because every, everything has to go right for something to go well. Um, the O-line has to do their thing to get the running back to go through. Um, everybody has to work together. And it's so many different body types coming together as one because for say maybe track and field, you know, your certain body type for sprints. Um, but everyone has to work together to, to make the play happen or defend the play. And it's really cool that we can bring all these different people together and you're coming together as one. And I love to see it happen. And, and when it does it, I'm like, what can we do better? So it's like almost an endless pursuit of the game and the strategy and the systems and the concepts. And I don't think a lot of sports are like that. Like you can be, when I competed in uh, Olympic lifting, like it is very technical, but there's, it's only for like 1.3 seconds is my lift but you have a full game to do in it and it's strategy and it's concepts. And I, I love like that part of it. And there's just it's more of a team atmosphere and being in single person sports like track and field or bobsled or uh, that was two, but sorry, skeleton and um, lifting. It's just a single person. You're out there. It's all on you. And you, you feel very alone a lot of the time. And I like the team atmosphere. Yeah. Speaking of the, the, the different body types is something I've been like appreciating a little bit more the past few years. Just like Tyler Lockett and Al Woods are in the same sport. Yeah. <laughs> that that is pretty. Well, Al was like three thirty. Yeah, he's big. And Tyler is probably what one ninety five, something like that. Maybe I, I, Tyler two hundred. My bad. I give you hundred pounds, <laughs> but like, yeah, that's that's just kind of nuts. The difference in. Yeah, the different. I mean, even Tyler to DK. <laughs> That's like, two twenty-five. Same yeah. position. That's just crazy. Just nuts. Everybody just working towards that common goal it is pretty dope. Yeah. Um, I, I spoke with a lot of people, not a lot, but some people who you worked with and coached at McMaster, um, up in Ontario, Ontario, I believe. Yeah, um, and they just. It was like I was asking people in Chicago about Obama. Like it was like they were like, "Yo, you want to talk to me about a Coach Ruler?" Yep, I'll talk to you for three hours. Like it was the no. craziest thing. Yeah, shout out to Coach Grant up up there. Like he spoke very highly of you. A couple running backs as well. But one of the things that everyone mentioned that that stood out to me is that you were really dedicated to getting to know and helping your players off the field just as much as you were on the field, you know, talk, talking to them after the games, helping them decompress after the games, whether with worksheets or just conversations to really help them understand how the things that were happening in their life, school, girlfriends, family, whatever, like that can impact your on-field stuff for better or worse. And I want to ask you why, why was that or why is that aspect of coaching so important to you? Yeah. Um, I think working with some athletes and them telling me that, they don't get to know coaches or maybe trust in the coach because they feel expendable. They feel like they can be replaced very easily. 
kind of got to me and I almost, I never wanted someone to feel like that. I did feel like that when I was an athlete and I had some coaches that didn't make me feel like that. So to me, I was just like, I, my motivation to play as a player was to play for that coach, to make them proud of me. And, and the way I wanted to play for them is if they made me feel like I was a human being and I wasn't just somebody you could replace. Like I actually had value and worth. And the way I show that is by getting to know my players by, you know, you can just pass a player and say, how are you today? They're like, good and walk by. I always say, how are you really? Mm. Because that's so powerful because that means you want to take the extra second to just to get to know what's happening, even in their personal life that might be affecting them on the field. And I think I have this ability and you can prove me wrong, but honestly, I think I have this ability to read people and I feel like I'm almost like a safe space for them. And a lot of these guys have been working with male coaches their entire lives. Even Pete Carroll, like mentioned to me, he's like, I have never worked with a woman coach before. Wow. Coach- Pete's yeah. 173. That's crazy. I hope I'm he doesn't see this. Pete. I'm joking, <laughs> Pete. Joking. We will never get him on if that's the case. I am, but I, that made me excited to to be the first that he has an interaction with, and he has this now experience um, working with me, and sh- I can show him what I'm about, right? And I'm a safe space for these athletes to confide in, or or say like, hey, like I'm not having a good day. Something's happening maybe in my personal life. Um, that's really bothering me. And I've had things happen in my personal life, like that really brought my mental health down. Like my, my father passing away was such like a huge thing for me as an athlete. And it really bothered me for a long time. And a coach never said to me, like, how are things like physically, but like mentally, like just checking in mentally. And I really wish that would have been there because I had a lot of sports anxiety from that because I was missing my support system as my dad being there. And I never had a coach to kind of help foster me to be better mentally. So that's why I always, always, always check in with these athletes, just like making sure um, even my small running backs group, like, how are you really? How's everything physically? Okay. We went through the plays, but mentally just checking in, how are you today? Well, how can we fix, like get better as a team, but, but foster you to just want to be here in this space and focus in, because I think that's so huge. You can put in all the physical reps, but if you're not mentally there, you might not even be absorbing what's happening. And I think that's so important. We talked about you playing and your game and your style and whatnot, but I'm curious from talking with Mike and reading about you, the knowledge of the game you have is gold. Like you have it down. And Mike and I, we are, I'm learning more about it. I would say Mike is more nerdy than I am in that regard. Very proud football nerd, yes. <laughs> he is He is killing it on that side. I'm trying to get to that level. Like Mike could tell you, a route runner's depth in a route and all this. I'm just like, what? I'm finding out new stats from Mike all the time. So I'm curious, are you a football nerd where you're looking at all these weird stats that people probably never heard of? Tell us about that. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I do look at those stats. I, I am one of those nerds as well as <laughs> I, night, baby. Yes. <laughs> yes. So because I'm an exercise physiologist, I will break down stride length and like, just like your breakdown and, and the way you're going into a route and your stance and your running stride, I can eyeball it so well. This is like the weirdest thing that I have going for me is like, I can just watch you run by me and I can tell you like, three things you did wrong. Yeah. I, I have this weird, like uh, for your stride length or frequency or your overstriding, understriding, um, how it could get better in your breakdown if you're over your body, what's happening. I can break that down for you. And that's something that I bring to the table because of that uh, speed and strength and conditioning background and exercise physiologist background I bring. And I've been able to do that. And I've even doing indies with the individuals with my running backs, I even started like, okay, we need to drop this shin angle because even when I see you sprinting, we don't drop that shin and get over our chest. Like I've kind of broke it down. They're like, coach, you know what you're talking about? <laughs> like, so it's kind of cool that they're, they're really like absorbing what I'm saying. And I can see they're really taking it in and they're mm. like, holy smokes, like what else coach? What can you teach me? Can you teach me about nutrition? We do have a nutritionist, but it's just like extra questions they're asking and I, I love it. Like, I love it. And I feel like I am there for a purpose and I'm useful. 
That's what it's about. That's dope. Yeah, because when you mention route running, that's something that I like. Mike nerds out on st stats and other things, but when you mention route running, like I really go in depth and nerd out on that. I will spend hours watching film of DK Tyler Lockett watching run routes. It's I nerd out on that big time. And when you mention it, just like, oh yeah, that's one thing that I love to sit there and stare at for hours and ask my questions and vice versa. You also got a little running back knowledge. You also played that. You yeah. are now assistant with Chad Morton. So can you explain to us what it's been like working with Chad and early, actually just start there. What has it been like working with Chad Morton? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh my goodness. Chad is the man. He is amazing to say the least. Uh, we became like best friends right away because I feel like we have the same personality. He is loud and excited. And I am just like, almost like this little puppy behind him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, let's go. Um, Cause I'm just yapping away. Like I'm yapping right behind him. And we kind of like brought the group together. And we're like, we need to be the most excited group here. And we need to have almost like that match me energy. You have to keep up with us because we want to be the best group out there. And we, we super are like, even like every time in practice, if there's like a play that somebody messed up, we'll still go dap them up. Or like, if there's something good, we'll go hype them up. And that's the type of group we are. We're like, we're always going to be the backs that, that are going to be, you want to be part of us because we're going to be so excited to be there. We're going to be the hypest group. And that's what we bring to the table. And Chad taught me that, that it's okay to be like, very excited and very hyped even during practice because you want to be consistent whatever kind of coach you are you want to be consistent across the board and I love that he's like that because I'm like that so I don't have to downgrade who I am to fit in because we are the exact same person Chad is teaching me so much even within the film study he quizzes me and I love it like I love it because it helps me learn their system because every team's like a different language and right away when I came in I didn't know their language uh, he quizzed me and helped me along with the athletes. And now I know it so well, and I thank him for that. So now I can teach it and regurgitate it to the athletes. What were some of the early impressions of the Seahawks running back room? It was great. The The vibe and the energy was really good. Like everyone is good friends with each other. Uh, there's a level of compete and passion for the sport. And they were very friendly and welcoming. As soon as I came in, they asked me tons of questions like, Coach Riller, you did bobsled. What was that like? So um, there was kind of like a Q&A initially with my my group specifically, which was really cool. They wanted to get to know what I'm about because I don't, I think you can grow as a family if you get to know each other. And that's what you kind of want to bring is like, we have this little wolf pack, this family. So they got to know me and I felt so welcome. So the, the vibe was really good as soon as I stepped within the building. And Chad had already told them about me. So they were like, oh my gosh, like your Coach Riller, as soon as I walked in, like... <laughs> It was awesome. You're a superstar. And again, back to you being a running back, who are some of the running backs that you grew up watching that you're like, I like the way this person plays. I'm going to try to mimic their style or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I'm very uh, Darren Sproles. Oh, <laughs> I am, that's a good one. Okay. I know, because I'm very short. Um, well, I, I just like Darren's game. Forget his short. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to call you out, Darren. Uh <laughs> as <laughs> similar styles and like Weston Dressler within the Ooh, Canadian football league. Okay. Yeah. What a good uh, reference. Uh, Alvin Kamara. I quite enjoy him. I think he's a good athlete and just watching him. It's just magic. Um, it's 
I had I, I kind of got my own style because I am fast, but I I tried to like r- dial it back, slow to it, quick through it. That's what I like to say because I was very fast. I run like a four seven five forty, so wow. I had to kind of hone Jeez. my skills and get more of that vision as a running back. So that's what I try to help some of these athletes that I see that are they're just quick to to get in there. I'm like, let's dial it back. Let's get that vision working a little bit better. Wow, you said a four seven. My goodness, yeah, four seven five. That's fast. That's <laughs> yeah. That's... We need you to come out on Saturdays with us and play some flag. And we have... there you go. Yeah, we play flag football on the weekends out here, but we ain't been playing for for months. But we finally got good weather. Anyway, <laughs> I could have used you when I ran that forty at the facility a couple of months ago. I would have because my start was terrible. It was it was, it was bad. Yeah, you I took off your shirt. And... Oh, you this. thought that? Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> give him, critique him. Go yeah, ahead. What could I, what could I have done better in my forty there? Uh, oh boy keep your shirt on check keep, keep your shirt on well that's you know what that's fine i mean okay so we have this saying in canada it says tarps off to to add speed which is just shirts off yep that's go. a canadian saying so uh shirt off that's totally fine like because you'll be faster uh maybe get that start a little bit better just like get up over the we will work on it we'll work on it there's so many angles shin drop angles of the back Lots so of work. I might use all that. I could have ran a four seven. Yeah, you could have. Yes, I'm definitely doing it shirtless again. Oh, that's it. There's, there's, nothing, <laughs> there's, 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 there's no way around that. Uh, in, in that running back room, what has stood out to you about the guys uh, you've been around? You guys haven't had Chris, but you know you've been around Rashad and Ken, and Kenneth or Ken. He says call him Ken. Uh, Travis, DJ, Darwin, Josh. Um, what uh, what have you learned about those guys? Smart, very uh, cerebral group. I can't believe like how smart these guys are and what, what they can absorb. And very quickly, they, the first day I was like, Oh my gosh, I was watching all of the film and you guys don't, don't make a lot of mistakes. You guys are on point. You know what you're doing. You're going in with um, integrity. Like they they just do a really good job. And when they mess up my bad, and then they don't do it again. So that's the kind of backs I love to work with because we can just refine their skills and get them better. Like sometimes it is just a little bit of vision or, or maybe, Hey, let's run this route a little bit different, but these guys are on the ball. They're smart. They ask a lot of questions within the film study, which I think is great. And then some of them have extra film study, like Ken Walker, like he's a rookie right now. He's doing extra film study as a rookie. And he is just asking so many questions He's very smart and I can see him being such a great athlete. I just, I just want to talk about him for a second. Very fast. He's a, a great person, let alone athlete. He is going to be a great athlete going forward for this team. And I'm so excited to see him grow and develop. And he's going to be amazing going forward. So I, I'm so excited to say that I got to even work with him and I have to get to know him as a person. Within that running backs room, who is in there is Real funny, always has jokes, but it's still, it puts a smile on your face because you just know they have something funny to say and it's a joy to just be around. Who's that player or players? They're always joking. DJ Dallas is hilarious. Um, yeah, uh, Travis is good. Um, Penny, actually, like they're just like always cracking jokes. They're always like kind of um, joking with each other, kind of making each other feel comfortable and like making jokes with me. Cause they call me the Canadian and they'll always make <laughs> Canadian jokes to me. So they're all like really good guys. And they're always cracking jokes. That's dope. What's the origin of the wolf pack? Is that a hangover reference or is it just like a wolf pack, like actual wolves we're talking? Oh, we just like, we, when we do a little huddle, like we huddle like literally all the time, like in between plays, like wolf pack, you unite. And when we get together and like, we go cheer on other people, like go hype up the quarterback or go hype up the tight ends because they did a good job or, or get that receiver. Cause he did such a good job with, with running that route. And um, we get the wolf pack to unite. If we're too far from each other, we start like <laughs> getting too far, we go wolf pack and we bring it back together. So I think, I don't know if we originated from the hangover, but it's just cause we're all just like coming back together and reuniting. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see how, how, uh, the technical stuff you have maybe helps Rashad Penny because, as you know, watching him last year, he was basically Barry Sanders for like five weeks. Yeah, um, so if he can <laughs> expand on that, oh man, that's 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 going to be uh, something special to watch. But before you get a chance to coach them in training camp, you just got to coach um, some under eighteen women's tackle football last week, uh, I believe, in Canada. Uh, what was that like? I I'm very excited to talk about it because. 
it was the first time they had U18 tackle here in Canada. So it was the U18 national championship. So we had five provinces compete and it was such a great turnout. We had these amazing women from I coach Team Ontario. Come on down and no one expected anything from Team Ontario because there's not a lot of women's programs down there at all. Whereas we see Alberta and Saskatchewan, they always they already kind of tried like they have some programs where they're they're teaching women right now. So this was the first time we've ever had like a huge tournament. Um, so Saskatchewan and Alberta were very dominant and they didn't expect anything from Team Ontario, but we brought it. We ended up three and three. Um, the, the games were a little condensed because it was the first time they ever done it. It was six v six. So we had to get a little creative as coaches um, to go through that. But we sh we showed really good concepts. You would see a jet sweep coming from us like you could see us. We, we did lots of good things. And, and me just working with my running backs um, was great because I even brought that. I brought that energy every single day. And they were just like, coach you're you're coaching with the Seahawks and why are you here with us and I'm like because this is important to me like this matters I'm fostering the next generation of women that are excited about football that are that the want to play the sport they want to be involved somehow like growing up and when I asked every single one of them after like what are you going to do after this tournament and they all said that they were going to try out for their boys high school football team that's dope every, every single one of them and i wish i had that kind of confidence when i was their age because i didn't and i didn't even know like that was an option for me i would have for sure and they are all going to do that and they were all very excited that i took the time i don't all the coaches took the time but they were just so confused why i was coaching these big amazing athletes um and then coming to them i'm like because you are amazing athletes too this is important to me and we're going to work really hard to to do well at this tournament and show a good look. And we ended up three and three. We ended up fourth overall. Great uh, bunch of athletes. And I can't wait to see what they do next, to be honest. So what type of offense were you guys running, coach? Mid-zone, stretch team? You got to run some power. I know it was six on six, so you can't really run a ton of this <laughs> oh, stuff. Yeah. What, was, what was the offense like? <laughs> yeah, uh, inside zone, outside zone. It, it was tough with six v six because you got to be a little bit creative. We did with some power. Um, very limited place just, just because it was a short tournament. So we gave the girls like maybe 10, 15 plays uh, to memorize. And we just went over and over. And like something about me is like, when I go up to my running backs, I'm like, okay, here's the script for today, even practice. Uh, let's go over. What do you do in this? What do you do in that? Um, we did a little power stuff or like a little inside zone. And they're like, Oh, what is that? So I got to explain to them, even the base level, uh, elements of football which was a challenge to my skills right you're you're challenging you're working with these uh, NFL athletes where you're just refining their skills and then you're working with somebody that doesn't know what inside zone is um, or what is a blitz coach so that was really cool that I got to like go back to the base and like okay this is what it is and this is how you stand as a running back and I even like brought the element we're going to do a breakdown after every single uh, play like badass backs like we're going to do it so I am fostering them going forward because they'll bring all that knowledge into the next steps that they do. And they'll be prepared for their high school tryouts for their boys team and, and whatever team that it goes forward. Hopefully there's more women's teams out there for them to compete with. But yeah, I taught them a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, that's very, very dope. Man. We could use some of that. I'm curious on our flag team. Was <laughs> there, was this game on, is this on YouTube to watch by any chance? Yeah, it, it was live streamed. So I bet nice. you it's on. Yeah, which was so cool because the girls, they felt very professional because they were in mm. a professional CFL stadium because it was in Regina, Saskatchewan here. So they were at the Rough Rider Stadium, just a condensed field. Um, and then they were up on the, the big like Maxtron, the big screen with the cameras and they were being live streamed. So they got all the elements, what it's like to be a professional football player. And I thought that that was really cool. Because, you know, I never felt that growing up. And then here's an opportunity for them to get that at such a young age. So they're going to feel just like rock stars at that point. So I was like, yes, this is awesome. How bad did you want to lace them up and go out there and play? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. Like we even like uh, in one of our practices, we gave them a scout look like yep. of the, the new Brunswick team that we were facing. So I was playing uh, running back and like, I was getting into it. I'm like, let's go. Like, and they're like, coach, why are you so fast? And like, <laughs> why, why are you so scary coach? So I, 
I really wanted to get out there and play so badly. Um, <laughs> you got to dial it back and be like, I'm a coach now. Yep. I'm a coach. <laughs> I heard that. Talking I heard that. that scene in Gridiron Gang with oh, the Rock. Remember, he goes against the kid and just <laughs> like you can't do that. That was me. That was me. Just like stiff arming kids or like, like, what did I do? Well, then the Rock followed it up by allowing the kid to run him over. He's like, run over me, and he well, finally he had did. No choice. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like I like I went up to like block one of the athletes and got my elbows in, and I was like chopping my feet. They're like what are you doing i'm like this is how you play like, yeah you, know, you scared him You're like, oh my goodness coach is a beast now yeah yeah One he's of transformed yeah. he's no longer coach he's a player so um one of the reasons, I say one of the reasons, but like something I admire kind of talking to you and and, and reading about you is that um you're you're naturally going to encounter uh, detractors and naysayers along your journey. Anytime you try to break through anywhere, whether it's something that has to do with race or gender or both, people are going to be like, nah, get up out of here, especially in the age of social media. It's just, it's shit show. It can be really bad. Um, but talking to you, you really emphasize, like you see that stuff, but you emphasize, like, like I had a quote from you saying, the top 1% of people who do this, they they endorse me. They, they rock with me. So like, I really don't yeah. care what the other people have to say and along those same lines of like meeting young girls who play football and like admire you like what what does that do for you and especially the young girls as a source of motivation as you kind of break through into male football this episode is brought to you by la quinta by window your work can take you all over the place like texas you've never been but it's going to be great because you're staying at la quinta by window their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead and after you can unwind using their free high-speed wi-fi Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it, right? Because a lot of people can say that you can't do this. It doesn't matter who you are. Like you could be a great um, male coach and everyone's like, oh, they, he can't coach or he can't be at that level. Um, but for me, people are saying like, you can't do this. You're not allowed to be doing this. You shouldn't be doing this. And I'm just like, that's so funny because the 1% of great coaches in the world, like in the NFL or the CFL say I can, and they're endorsing me. And then even when you did call coaches from McMaster, they were saying great things about me. So I trust the opinion of those people over anyone else in the entire world. And that means the most to me is those are my mentors, the coaches at McMaster, the coaches within the CFL, coaches within the NFL. My mentors say I can do this. And that is, that is so much more worth to me than anything anybody could say to put me down. I will never listen to anybody else saying that I cannot do this because they will never be in my shoes and do the things I did to get to where I am. Play football, play different sports to find out who I was, go through trials and tribulations, move across the country to uh, coach on a, for Hamilton when I lived in Saskatchewan. Um, live in your car just just to try to play football. Nobody will ever do that except for me. And if you are part of that one percenters that will do that, good on you. And they will always endorse me because they will know that I worked hard to get where I am. And I've always worked with coaches that would never give somebody something just based for opportunity. It's because I worked to get to where I am. And they're like, she's a hard worker. I trust her. I'm going to bring her in. And she is a coach. She is a coach at this point. doesn't matter who she is. And she will work hard for us. And I admire that. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Coach Grant, um, man, the, the Coach Grant, is the, he was the OC at uh, McMaster. That's why I keep referencing him. Where's he at now? He's, he's a head coach. Yeah, at Carlton. And I'm yes. so excited for Corey Grant um, because that was one of his goals. Because when we spoke on goals, he said, what do you want to achieve? But then I said to him, what do you want to achieve? He said, I want to be a head coach. And he did it. And I was so sad to see him go, but so happy because that's what he wants. So uh, yeah, he's, he's my, he's my guy. So I'm, I'm so excited for him. 
well yeah and then he was like you know if the, it, when if she comes back to to coaching over here like she's on my staff <laughs> although he's gonna have to talk that out with the head coach with saskatchewan because yeah. he was saying the same thing. It was <laughs> like a battle. Yeah, yeah because um, you, when you were, because uh, uh, you were coaching with Saskatchewan before um, coming to the Seahawks, and uh, I think that was part of it was the CFL's women apprentice women's apprenticeship program, I believe. Uh, and the head coach there was like, "Yeah, the apprenticeship's great, but like we were gonna hire her anyway, so like it really didn't, it didn't matter. matter. <laughs> so they might have to duke it out depending on how this uh, the, the, this, this uh, fellowship goes over here." Um, and speaking of that, with the uh, you're going to get to coach preseason games, uh, which is going to be a big deal. What uh, you're going to get to, you have any idea what your duties are going to look like uh, when you're coaching preseason? Um, right now. So I did ask for some extra tasks while I'm kind of on the break right now. So the preseason games, I am breaking down the stuff for like the Steelers and the bears, um, like doing for offense wise, like doing uh, formations, shifts, motions, like all that type of stuff. So I'm breaking down a lot of the games and then in the game, I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but I would love to be honest. Like I would love to be very useful if I could be on the sidelines, super great. But I've been working with Carrie Joseph, breaking down these games and now I'm doing it by myself. I can almost be up in the booth, like helping break down these things live as it's happening because I, I'm useful in that for that opportunity now, because they could keep me on. If, if I could be useful in some way, and I'm just trying to, you know, help with Visio or help with DB Sport or doing breakdowns as much as I can, um, it would be cool to be on the sidelines, especially like seeing people back home, like my mom watched the game, she could see me and like, oh, that's Amanda, if the camera pans over, who knows if I'm just hanging out, but I, I want to be useful in any way, especially game day, especially game day. So wherever they want, and we haven't really discussed it yet, but yeah. It'll, it'll be a fun game day regardless where I am. <laughs> All right, Coach Ruler. This is the last one from me, but oh. is your goal when it's all said and done for you to be an NFL head coach? Yes. And and that might be very scary to say because I don't like how long, I don't know what, how that journey is going to come about. I can see me being in a position working within the NFL. I would love to start as quality control or a positional coach and see where that goes. I can see me being a head coach one day. If I stick to this and I stick to my guns and, and my values and um, uh, set those boundaries, like I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep working no matter what. I'm going to keep valuing my opportunities and keep pushing. I can see that happening. I can't tell you when, but because um, when people say, what are your 10 years goals from now? I'm like, you know what, just to keep going and keep working within this sport, no matter what it is, because I have a passion for it. And if that opportunity does come about, I would love to lead a team. Oh my goodness. I have this huge leadership style that's just like bursting to come out. And I feel like it could be so useful. And I see like one of my mentors obviously is Pete Carroll now and seeing him be the head coach and like his energy. I was like, I can do that. I can, I can see this for my future. I can, I can be him. I can be that motivator for the inspiration for these athletes. And it's very reciprocal from the athletes, the way they respond to me. And I can see that being in the future. Coach ruler. I'm waiting on it. Yo, there it was, is. Yeah. Let's go. Hope it doesn't take to your 70. That was, you know, yeah. you don't want to take, take that long. You know, actually, uh, I mean, you met him already, but a fun coach to be pick his brain. I wish I got more opportunities to do it would be tater uh, for our listeners. Is that's Carl Smith. Uh, Melcy Pete's right hand man, but he's been yeah. a. I think he's been an assistant coach at varying levels of football and co college and the pros for I, I think literally fifty years. Like started this in the seventies. Like that dude. Between him and Pete, you can sit down and talk with them, and you learn every, li almost literally everything there is to know about football. It's kind of crazy. Oh my goodness, I love Tater. Uh, yeah, you could you could learn, and that's what I'm trying to do is just sit down with these guys and be like, how did you, how did you get to where you are? How can I kind of do the same thing? <laughs> you're on, you're on the right track. I'll tell you that much yeah. for sure. Well, the first step mm -hmm. is to get a job with the Seahawks. Um, <laughs> Check. Do it. And nothing nothing <laughs> promised after this, right? Like you just gotta you're just winging it after the uh, training camp's over. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm just honestly trying my best, and whatever comes of it, comes of it. And like you said, for the first time in my life, I am wanted other places as well, and it's such a good feeling to feel wanted. Obviously, I would love I, I would love to stay here. If it doesn't work out, you know what? I have a bright future. 
And I, I think that's that's very inspiring to even like think of that with a positive mindset. I'm just going to keep this positive mindset and work as hard as I can. And that's what I can control. And what I can't control is, is if there's space or opportunity for me um, going forward. If that's in the cards, there we go. If not, you know what? I'm going to be okay. And I think I'm going to keep going forward. Yeah, that's dope. You meant you started it earlier. Like sometimes it's not what you know, it's who you know. I would say that's like damn near half of you know. Yeah. It's somebody you knew from college or coaching somewhere. They become a coordinator and they say, oh, how do I fill up my staff? Who do I rock with? Oh, Coach Ruler. All right, come on, pull up. Like that's <laughs> half the damn game. So like, yeah, you're halfway, halfway there already. And uh, we thank you for as busy and popular as you are. Like I really cannot overstate this to people who are not familiar with Canada and just that area of women's football. You are a rock star over there. Like, it was not hard to get people on the phone to talk about coach ruler. It was like, Oh yeah, I'll talk to you for three hours. So you made an impact over there uh, for sure. Hope you do the same thing uh, over here on the NFL side. We appreciate you for having us. Uh, if you do become a head coach one day, hopefully come back. That'd be great. Yes. You know, you know let's do a, go. <laughs> be our first, we'll be our first head coach to join the Seahawks man to man podcast. We have not, we haven't had any head coaches, right? Just nope. Clinton, Clinton, Amanda. That, that would be great. Uh, anything, anything uh, last you want to add before we, before we get you out of here? Yeah. Um, I think just on the lasting note, no matter what you want to do within life, just go after it. And that's my biggest advice. Like step out of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid to keep pushing forward. And every single time somebody tells, you no, it's just another opportunity to go, to go at it through a different door. And that's one of the biggest things I could say moving forward. If anyone wants to achieve literally anything in their life. Yeah, it's not even just sports. You it's know, life. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're applying for a house, whatever, grad school. You know, they say no, just show up. You know, they'll show teach up. I might tell somebody that he's going to grad. Don't we got a homie going to grad school? We do. Vaughn going to grad school. Yep. Say if you don't get in, just show up. Just bro. keep going just back, man. The just go. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll teach you if you show up. I feel like. Or they'll call security. We have to. We'll we'll talk that one through. Yeah. Uh, but thank thank you, Amanda, for joining us. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in on YouTube, the Seahawks Man to Man podcast. Thank you to our audio listeners, Spotify, Apple, The Athletic, wherever the million places you get podcasts uh, these days. Uh, that is Coach Ruler. I am Michael Sean. Christopher Kidd here. That's Chris Kidd. Thank you guys so much. We'll probably catch you guys maybe one more time uh, before training camp. And then it's off to the races. So on that note, guys, we are out. You see, I don't have to drive me if you say that for your mama. Maybe you should smoke some. Man, try the marijuana. I was loving you good. The vibe was straight. Showed you a couple of things and they feelings changed. I treated you right. Everything was a gift from a time to your bag and a color on your lip. Yeah, you're plenty of Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.